And we're live. Totally. We are live. So live. Here from Studio A, the DMVR bar. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the DMVA show, DMVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We got a heck of a show coming. Oh. I mean, a heck of a show. You're going to want to stick around for the ad break. The first ad break in particular. We've got a special guest Celebrity coming on cameo? specifically yeah. for the ad break. Holy smokes. Yeah. Can't believe we got John Elway to do an ad read. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. You can probably that's guess crazy. it by just knowing who our sponsors are. Well, yeah. Uh, we got a lot to go over today. We got a big mailbag episode for you guys. We asked, you answered a ton of great mailbag questions that we will get to. Let me introduce the panel. I'm Harrison Wynn. Uh, to my right, it's Eric Weedham. That's right, guys. I'm here. Uh, I don't have a computer. I feel oddly naked. Na- I was going to say naked. Yeah. You look naked, too, which I know. is the strangest well, part. Also, like, I, I am also wearing a camouflage sweatshirt that kind of makes it look as though my body is not here. Yeah. I look like a floating head with no uh, connection to the internet. I feel terrible. You're not online mm. right now. Not online I know. I'm offline with D-Line? Yeah. Also joined by Brendan Vogt. Uh, chat. <laughs> it's gonna be a great show, and I know that. How does because, the chat know? Because uh, the boss isn't here, and when there are no parents, there are no rules, and when there are no rules, there are no inhibitions, and when there oh, are no inhibitions, baby. Dwayne, there are no obstacles between you and a banger of an episode. Uh, finally, the obstacle that is Adam Mares <laughs> is taken out, out of the way. No, we can finally have a banger uh, of a show. Where but my we question be is, how him? does the chat know that it's back is in shape? You alluded to, and you gave, you knew that they would know. You I said just you said could probably guess. I just said, we have a lot of ad sponsors. Yeah, he's it right. It was their first IV, guess. The IV place. It could be the Colorado Raptors, American Raptors. They'll be here tonight. <laughs> they will be here later <laughs> that's, tonight. That's actually true. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, man. so stick around in about uh, 10 minutes. Special guest popping on the show. <laughs> uh, like I said, we do have a lot of mailbag questions uh, that we can get to. We've also got some topical news to go around the association a little later if we want to. Should we just get right into the mailbag? I mean, oh, unless you guys dude, let's have dig anything. in, dude. Let's dig in. All right, let's, let's get, get into right it. into the mailbag. <laughs> of course we knew. Of course. <laughs> Everybody just knows. <laughs> uh, can you make that a little bigger, Kale? Thank you. Uh, this comes from uh, Matthew Kimura. Calvin Booth once hinted that Zeke is a four out of five. Is it possible that we might see a Zeke Thomas Bryant lineup in the future that can work? I'll let you guys take this one first. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it, man. I don't To either. me, Zeke, Zeke is a four, but he's a five. He's become a five. He's our small five. The great mm-hmm. thing about adding Zeke into the lineup is that every position then becomes switchable. It like kind of unlocks what all of the perimeter defense is doing. Um, Thomas Bryant doesn't have that. Like he doesn't bring that to the table and that's the strength of the second unit in the last game. The the only time we've seen them be successful is their ability to switch. So I, I mean, I don't see it, but I don't, what do you guys think? I don't see it either. Like I, I think Zeke is a four. Like that's at his best, but with this current configuration of the team, like what that bench unit needs, he can play the five. But I just don't know if Thomas Bryant is going to be any good. Like, I think that might be what it comes down to. There's an irony to it in that it's really what they've tried the least with Zeke, though. We've seen him as a three. We've seen him as a five. 
I agree that he is a four. But I think Eric hit the nail on the head that you kind of lose the main benefit. Like, Zeke pushes you closer to an identity, switchable, defend, score, and transition that Thomas Bryant kind of undermines. So yeah. I don't know if it necessarily makes sense. Dude, yeah, to me, it's like <clears throat> it's one or the other, right? Like, there's no yeah. sense in having Zeke on the floor if in instead of Vlatko or Jeff Green. Yeah. It's more like if you run into a unit that has a big backup five that is too big for Zeke, they, then it's like, all right, you can bring Thomas Bryant in or DeAndre Jordan, frankly, to just like be a big body in the middle. But like, I have a hard time imagining them, get them together, but who knows? Like we're, we're in uh, exploration season. Oh, that's right. We we're are exploring our, we're exploring we're our exploring game. Exploring our rotations. We're exploring I, do, rotations. I do think, I will say this for Zeke. I like what he's giving Denver, so I hope he stays in Denver. But he needs to get himself to a situation where he can play the four more. He's like sneaky far into his career for how little he's gotten to show, I think. Uh -huh. So I'm not saying like he should demand a trade or anything, but at some, Whoa, point, that come from? at some point in his career, I would guess that he would like to be playing the four. And at some point, you want to start figuring out what he's got, what, what the floor and the ceiling is on Zeke. Well, he'll be entering the last year of his contract uh, next year. So, yeah. You know, All I know is that he, he looks good. As oh, a I love the Zeke Najee resurgence. the right call, man. yeah. This is a great storyline Like at this point in the season. True. I, I love getting Zeke back in the mix. I I'm, I was going to say I'm glad he's healthy, but like I'm sure the shoulder's still bothering him You know, at times. like I don't know if it's fully healed. Right. But I'm glad he's playing. I think he gives Nuggets a, a, a nice dynamic off the bench. It's something they haven't had. I agree. For, the, for a while. For a while. Uh, let's move on here. I think we have one more question on the bench to get to uh, right after that. Is the bench unit set for the playoff with Zeke's return, or will Malone continue to tinker right up to the end? Are we, do we have a set bench right now? I would say no. Are we set in stone on Actually, the second unit? I think there's really only one question mark. We've set it a bunch. It's the four. It's the four. But I think... Like Reggie played in that last game. That's because Christian Brown was in foul, foul trouble. trouble yeah. I think they have settled on Reggie's not playing. Yeah, I think Reggie's out of the rotation. So Bruce Brown, KCP, maybe it's Jamal in there instead, and then CB, and then Zeke. And the real question, I guess, would be Jeffrey Vlaco. And I, th I think we're all on the same page about that one. Yeah, we are. I mean, only 10 games left, though. Like, I don't, I wonder if they're going to get back to Vlaco. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, but the thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's, the bench is not good enough to be set. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like we haven't <laughs> right. we, we haven't right. been like well, like the starter the starters are set. Yes, we know who the best five players on the court are. Uh, we don't know what the best combination of players is for the bench. We've right. seen like, and honestly, I think it's kind of matchup dependent in a lot of ways. But if we were just saying like the starting unit and the bench unit, like I don't personal personally feel like we found the best combination. We've hit this now one million times i mean it's the only we've hit it so much because it's really the only thing left to figure out about this team i feel like yeah it's the biggest question I well it's uh, yeah it's the only thing left and it's our absolute biggest achilles uh yeah heel yeah absolutely do you, do you guys think there's any chance that they get to a two-man stagger ag as the backup big in the playoffs of course and then in that case was it a waste not going to it in the regular season or were they trying to keep him healthy yeah. Just kind of thinking out loud. About well, it. so I, my feeling on this is that your bench unit is for the regular season, mm. and then your starters are for the playoffs, and you get as much run as you can out of each one of these guys. 
in the playoffs and then you find like a good way to get them enough time to rest but like understand that you know everything's on the line um obviously in the playoffs so you just you play your best guys but to me it's like once you get to the playoffs yeah you stagger three guys like you step you know you oh yeah in the playoffs you're playing three guys really off your bench real minutes yeah and then maybe there's a ninth guy who plays like two minutes right the Shaq Harrison minutes from a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah, the like Austin, that's your ninth the Austin Rivers minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. What else do we got here? From Buckets, our uh, guy. If Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray continue playing at the level they are right now, can the Nuggets still win the West? Uh, I mean, they Jamal Murray was awesome. Jamal Murray's coming off a good game. Absolutely. He was awesome last game. AG yeah. has not been great. To me, you guys jump in, obviously. To me, it's like it's all about the, the top, th- the big three, right? It's all about Jamal, MPJ, and Jokic. And then whatever you can get out of Gordon. He was like, he had like really great moments earlier in the year. But that was because we weren't getting, you know, when we were missing MPJ or Jamal Murray was out. Mm-hmm. Like he became the de facto number two. But I mean, really, he's the, the number four option. Right. So oh, like, yeah. how much do you need that? I think the last handful of games, he started coloring outside the lines a little bit, taking some of those shots that we all hated initially that he's really, you know, cut down on. Maybe the three point shot, which is looking pretty unreliable right now. Um, but for the most part, man, he's just hanging out in the dunker spot and that works. And if Porter is going to take on a scoring load like this, you're probably okay with AG just playing that role. You'd like to see a little more from him defensively. I expect to in the playoffs. I would say it's probably more about Jamal. But again, you've also seen Jamal play at a high level in the playoffs. So Yeah, you need mm-hmm. them both playing at a high level. I think it's more about Jamal, though, because I think teams are going to make Jamal Murray beat them in the playoffs. Right. You're going to see a lot of the same defensive schemes in the playoffs that you've seen the last couple weeks of the regular season, just so much attention on Nikola Jokic. And, like, Jamal Murray's going to need to have some quarters like he just had in Brooklyn, where he has 20 points in the first quarter. Right. Yeah. Like, teams are going to make Jamal Murray hit shots. But the, here's the thing is that Jamal Murray does that. Every playoff every playoff appearance right. he's had, he's And that's why you can trust him. Far and above what we need out of him. In fact, the last time we saw him in the playoffs, he was better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good. Like, so many people have asked me over the last like several weeks when it's looked like Jamal Murray's a little banged up. Like, can you trust Jamal in the playoffs? How do you feel about Jamal in the playoffs? And a lot of me comes back to the fact that I trust this guy as a big game player. He always seems to show up in the big moments when they matter. And I feel like you've just got to go with that line of thinking above all else when it goes with Jamal Murray and like heading into the postseason. I just feel like you've got to trust his track record in big moments. Yep, you have to. They also have a lot of reps together, man, he and Jokic, in the playoffs, in game sevens, high leverage games. You know, we've seen them go through those early growing pains of what does this look like when everything gets really tight? And I think there's a lot more to be asked from him in terms of production. But as far as will the moment swallow him up, it's like a damn near zero percent yeah dude it's come on i mean we've seen that for all of jamal murray's inconsistencies throughout his entire career that is what his color his entire career the one thing you can always count on him 
to do is to deliver in the biggest moments in the playoffs. He's absolutely. done that absolutely every time he's been asked. So I hope they ask, they they dare Jamal Murray to beat them, and then he beats them. Yeah. we got a lot more questions to get to. Let's hit our first break, though. And at, oh, man. we're at the first break. I want to welcome on a very special guest. Please. He's actually coming on during his <laughs> scheduled ad read. <laughs> Kyle Backus. Let's go. Backus hey, and Shaker. There he is. There he is. Dude. Look at this. Represented wow. small and big. There Unbelievable. He is, man. What is up, guys? Uh, what is Happy up, everybody? Happy to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you. Here. Thank you. Listen, let me tell you, you guys are unbelievable. Hey. What you guys you're are doing, what you guys you're are doing is incredible. I appreciate it. Love what you do. I'm so happy to be here. Excited to come down to your house. Uh, I mean, look at this. We this spend is our, more time yes. here than our actual this is, house. This is so our, that's this, yeah, this is our yeah. flop house. Well, it's it's incredible. And and let me tell you, I, I'm so honored uh, <laughs> to be part of the Denver community, to part of, part of the Denver sporting community. Let's go. And above and all, part of the Denver oh, sporting community. Oh, let's go. Right? Let's go. go. And so yeah. let me tell you, um, we, this is the first year, I, I think, you guys know this. I've, I've said it before. We have never advertised on any podcast. And here's the deal. This, of all places, is where we needed to be. Yeah, we We're so happy that you would have us. And we're, we're so, you know, we're an integral part of the Denver community. We've been here for more than 25 years. We got 30 lawyers. We got 100 people who work for us. All, you know, in, in this uh, Denver, Colorado area. All huge sports fans. All big Denver sports mm-hmm. fans. And we really appreciate all you're doing. Hell yeah. Thank you. You Thank see the you. chat? Back the, the chat's loving you, by the way. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. We, we've been having this debate on the show. And the people who are in the comments, our viewers yeah, yeah. have been just arguing and weighing in. I, and I asked you this when yeah. you were just down there. Yeah. Are you Nikola Jokic or yeah. Jamal Murray? Of the, because of the Bacchus and Chanka yeah. team. One of you has to be okay. Nikola. One of you has to be Jamal. To, and, me, to me, it's an easy answer. Okay. okay. All right. Hold Jokic. On. Me. Oh, yes, let's go. Not in, not in stature. Not in stature. Shanker's a little he's a big guy. Okay. Okay. Shanker's like 6'4", right. 240 oh, wow. pounds. He's, he's a big guy. However, Uh-oh. like master of the court. You know what I mean? So he's he can be out there hitting some of those long shots, yeah. but the guy in control, you're yeah. looking at him. Just kidding. He's probably not listening. Just kidding, Darren, if you well, are. Yeah, but that makes him most of Denver. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I mean, are, are you a big Nuggets fan? I am a big Nuggets fan. Nice. Absolutely. What do, you, what do you think of this team? Well, I think this is the year. I mean, nice. I'm oh. hoping this is the year. Of all, right. all of the years... It, you know, I, I was disappointed in some of the trade action that occurred in the NBA that made a, the, the run in the Western Conference a, a, a tougher call for the Nugs. But I think, like, they've got the tools. What excuse do they have if they go out early this this year? They got back in front of the show over there. I mean, we've been talking about it all year. Like, they don't have any excuses. Right. They've got all the pieces to get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So, you know, I, I would say that um, the Avs have taken care of business. Yes. It's yep. nice to see the ball arena, right? Oh, it's been great this year. Nice, nice, been to, nice to see what's been happening the over there. The crowd's been awesome this year. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm really... Uh, well, I'm hopeful about our, our Rockies. I think we're all hopeful. We, we're all, we all we all enjoy uh, the Rockies until the end of May. Sure. Then, I think then, that's the right we, way to put it. Then we move yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Well, th- thanks for coming hey, on. Man, you thank can you hang for having me. Hey, you want. You want to talk okay. nuggets got, with us? I got to go. Want? I got some cases to go work oh, on. Okay. But I appreciate Quick it question. Quick question. Yes. Uh, what is your phone number? My phone number. Listen. 
If you don't know my phone number, <laughs> hopefully you do. 303-222-2222. The easiest number hey, in Denver to remember. Here's what we say. Maybe in the world. Just dial the twos, baby. Yeah. Just right? dial right. the two. number two. Mash the number two. All right, guys. Very nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Greatest ad read of all time. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That is Bacchus. Bacchus in the club. Oh, we got some fire emojis. Bacchus in the club. Let's go. Yeah. Um, oh, also, make sure to check out Shady Rays. Uh, we all got hooked up with pairs of Shady Rays a couple weeks ago. We love them right in time for summer. They have a location at Park Meadows Mall. You can also visit them online as well. This is just for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out the best deals of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR or visit them in store. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Shady Rays, check them out today. All our other advertisers are going to be jealous now. Yeah, dude, uh, in the comments, uh, Frank Azar shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never once heard him on a podcast. Yeah. I think he that guy's done, man. Like, yeah, he's dude. past his prime. The weak arm. It's the Bacchus and Shanker era. Dude, it's, it, yeah, dude. De- Denver is Bacchus and Shanker territory. Yes. Everybody knows that. Oh, that was unbelievable. Um, all right. Well, we're back here on the uh, DNBA show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. Let's keep going with this mailbag. I get to say, just quickly, like if you want to understand like what DNVR is, like that, that's the great, like that's amazing. We just had Bacchus of Bacchus and Shaker come on, and it's awesome. He was like, sitting in this Bacchus, seat great right guy. here. Great, like, great guy. Too. I love it. No, uh, Shaker, fan. jury's still out. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We're, we need Shaker to drop on. <laughs> yeah, six, all six, four of them. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the questions. (laughs) That guy says in the comments, I have no clue why the fan base is pumped on the advertising. Because, man, it's part (laughs) of... This is DNVR. This is DNVR, man. Yeah, if you have to ask. Um, Have the Nuggets reverted to a more vanilla form since the Memphis game, or is it just them going through a slump? If they are getting vanilla, how will games against Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Phoenix look coming up? So, I mean, this has been the overarching question, you know, over the last couple weeks. Is this just them coasting or are there issues that are being uncovered with this team? Yeah. Or or are they in chill mode? I mean, that Nets win made you feel a little better, right? But but what's kind of your guys' verdict after that? I mean, I think it's really simple. I think if they play like they have for the better part of March, then, yeah, they're getting bounced early. You know, that's what they're doing right now isn't good enough. That's that's clear. You you know, the operative question just becomes losing five out of six isn't good enough. Right. And just getting away from the good habits, the good process. I, I don't think that a team simply forgets how to play their brand of basketball overnight, but I also was listening to Draymond Green's comments about the Houston Rockets and how quickly bad habits can be formed and set in. Um, so you don't like to see this stretch. I do think the fundamental question is, do you think we're, they're who we've seen in March or who we saw before that? And to me, it, it's the latter. I'm still pretty confident that's the case. But if they play like this, they're losing. You know, there's no, like, they're not going to beat Phoenix or a Golden State or a, I don't know about that team, whatever, or, or, or whoever, if they're not more consistent than this. Yeah, man, I don't, vanilla implies that this is somehow intentional, that they're like, trying to not show their hand to teams as they head into the playoffs. That's absolutely not what's happening. I mean, Michael Malone is beside himself trying to get this team to give uh, to give a toot. Um, 
And to me, it's just like the, like if you're asking if they are more the team that we've seen 95% of the year or the team that we've seen 5% of the year. Right, like, right. We saw it last game. Like They can turn it on. And it really honestly just comes down to defense. And it's just like we saw in the first part of the season where they just weren't efforting on defense enough. And they, w- you, they would find – all the teams that played them would find the hole from – not switching fast enough, blowing by the perimeter defense, all of which is just comes down to just shuffling your feet, being mindful, being communicative with all of your defensive uh, mates to make sure you set up a perimeter. And they just were like letting people through. And then obviously you're talking about Nikola Jokic, who doesn't have a rim protection uh, as part of his repertoire. So once they get past that that perimeter defense, it's just like a problem. So... They just, it's just effort, man, and th- they have it. They just haven't been giving it. We saw it last game, though. So yeah, I, we did, and they had the defense last game too. Like they they played with an edge defensively, and the fact that they have flipped the switch defensively before already this season, we've seen it. It's that there, man. gives me some comfort that I think they can do that in the playoffs. I might be actually more concerned about the depth overall like than the defense I, I think they can turn it on defensively when they want to and they will in the playoffs i'm kind of worried about the depth though because i just don't know who you can trust off the bench and well i, I mean I just, like I what just, we're talking about like what top top eight players top nine tops yeah so christian brown you can trust bruce brown you can trust um, I, know, I know you can trust those guys but it's like or the Nuggets just gonna go minus seven, you know, in, in right. that bench stint every single playoff game. Right. Like that that really might be my biggest worry, to be totally honest. There are teams I think that have better sixth or eighth guys that will be in this playoffs yeah. for sure. Yeah, for but sure. that's I mean, who cares? I think we're talking about then you're pairing them with two of our starters at all times minimum. So that immediately raises the floor. The question the question was just about like what can we expect for the rest of the season. I don't know. Dude. I think it's going to be pretty much up and down. I think it's going to be up and down. I think against the Bucks, the 76ers, I think those games might be bangers. I think so too, actually. Like I, in Denver, at Ball Arena, Kyle Back is probably going to be there. Let's go! Like, I just think those games are going to be <laughs> intense playoff atmospheres. Yeah, I agree. The MVP is on the line. Like Those games are going to be sick. Everything else, I don't know. <laughs> Everything else might be like the Detroit Pistons game. I do feel differently about the floor, though, than I did. I, the, the ceiling, I can still see the best version of this team winning the West, but it's a lot easier to kind of flesh out the panic timelines in your head right now. It's a lot easier to see what it looks like if no one shows up, if they don't play defense, if Jamal isn't ready to go. So... They can't play like this. There's no doubt about it. I, so I do feel differently about how any given game could go. But I, I, I still have some faith that they can get back to this level where the baseline they and the ceiling are. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't even think it's a question. It's just I, I believe if the time for concern would be if they were in desperate needs of need of wins and they weren't getting them. Like if they were, like if they were fighting for their playoff, almost like, is in the Western. If they were fighting they were for their playoff group. lives, and we were seeing this like, yeah. m- muted, lazy effort, like then it's time to be nervous. But yeah, they're really like just in a position where you can honestly like question whether or not they care. Like, I mean, truly, yeah. And that's another thing. Just to check in on the standings real quick. Last night, the Grizzlies and oh the God. 
Kings played, the Kings lost. The Grizzlies won. Should have lost. <laughs> they should have lost. But it was actually more important that the Kings lost because the Nuggets, they're three and a half games up on oh, Memphis. Yeah, they the also have the tiebreaker. Tie right. The tiebreaker with the Kings is still TBD. They play Sacramento the last game of the regular season. So the fact that the Kings lost, they're four and a half back. I think the Kings are kind of out of it now with that loss. Denver would have to go like, you know, 500. They would have to and lose the Kings would have to go undefeated. Yeah, with just 10 games left. The Grizzlies are the only team you have to worry about for the number one right now. And Nuggets have the tiebreaker. So I think just. So they basically have the same uh, distance that they have with the Kings. Yeah. It's pretty much both four. Just and don't a half. lose out, man. Just pick up a yeah, couple. Just please wins, don't lose you know? that, would you please? But I really, I would. But more than that, I would like to see them carry over the good process from Brooklyn. It was. It looked like okay. This is what we remember, minus crunch time. So build off that and then get better in crunch time, and you know, just get a little bit of momentum. Can't hurt you. Can't yeah. hurt you. Uh, let's go with that question from Miroslav because we got a couple of these about just lineups that we want to see in the playoffs, like how the Nuggets might cut down this rotation. What are going to be these playoff lineups that Denver goes to? Miroslav said, thoughts on the KCP, Brown, MPJ, Vlatko, Aaron Gordon lineup if Jokic and Jamal would stagger with the bench for several minutes after that. I mean, who's 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 on the one there? You don't really have one. Yeah. Even Bruce Brown isn't, isn't part of that. I guess KCP. Yeah. Like, I can't... I, we we won't see that because we, won't see we that. know there's got to be at least a Bruce Brown out there. Yeah, I mean Malone has stated many times he wants to have either one of Jokic or Murray on the court at any t- given time. Yep. So I would have a hard time imagining uh, Jamal not being the one. I mean, he's saying that Jamal would come in after that. I think it would probably be Bruce Brown instead of KCP. MP, no, MPJ. I, MPJ is not going to stagger with. The I bench. agree. With like that, that's just yeah. not going to happen. I've been wanting it all year, but um, I th- I think it'd be a good move. I, I think it'd be it helped the bench some, but it's just not going to happen. Like yeah. he, he hasn't staggered all year, so I doubt we're going to see that. The big thing to look forward to in the playoffs is Aaron Gordon at the. Five. That's the one. Yeah, the- that's the one. The Zeke Naji minutes from a couple days ago, like that was really encouraging. Is he an absolute lock for the playoff rotation? No. Hell no. Hell no. I still think, you know, we could see Aaron Gordon a lot at the five, the backup five. That 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 would be the one, like, big thing I'd look for in terms of trimming down the rotation in the playoffs. I like KCP and AG together, but I do think in the playoffs, Malone will definitely fall back on having Jamal on the floor. And depending on the lineup around him, for as poorly as it's gone, there's... That logic is very easy to follow. Most teams keep one of their two best players on the floor at all times. So I get that attempt, but how you build the lineup out around him, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I would like to see AG probably at some point for sure. How much do you guys think Christian Brown's going to play in the playoffs? I would be surprised if it was a lot. Yeah. He's a rookie. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's just kind of the, the beginning and the end of the sentence, right? I, I still think he'll be one of the three guys if it's three guys. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's probably like eleven ish minutes. Of, you know, I don't know how much he's playing, but I think he should be one of those three guys. I think he is gonna play in the first half. Yeah, I can. And see then that. maybe, not, maybe not play in the second yeah, half. I can see that. That's probably that might be the same for a guy like Zeke too. Like I, I could see both those. Yeah. Uh, let's go to this question on Colin Gillespie. Carlos Romero asks, any insight on the whole Colin Gillespie situation? 
in a macro sense. Looks like he won't get a chance to play the season, and it was always going to be slim. Was this always just a way to court him to come back next season? Well, I don't really, I don't know if they ever really got out in front with the messaging. He was essentially out for the season from the point of that injury. Um, he has been working out, so I get the question. You have, if you've been around Nuggets games, if you pay attention to the clips from practice, you've seen Colin Gillespie getting working, getting shots up. Yeah. So he's getting, he's progressing, but you're not going to see him this season. I will say it says something that a team in both ownership and front office where you heard terms like must-win season, championship, or bust, that they stuck with him. You know, uh, it would have been cold-blooded, but some teams might have simply just moved on from him right then and there. Get another two-way player. Get another two-way like player. Like Whittington type. Right. So, obviously, <laughs> they like him to some degree and some extent. Yeah. Look, man, if an undrafted rookie on a two-way contract breaks his leg and is out for the season, that guy's getting cut nine out of ten totally, times. Like, totally. This is a rare circumstance. I just think the Nuggets really like him and yeah. believe in him. Like that's why he's still here. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> I agree. And he looked really good in summer league. He looked he at least. Did. He, he looked. Did. Uh, if if nothing else, he looked uh, poised, uh, in control. I mean, who knows what we'll actually get out of him? That like, summer league rarely transfers good or bad. Um, but I mean, you know, the early, the only time we've actually seen him with a basketball. He looked good, so I'm not surprised yeah. that they're they're interested in you know seeing what they actually have in him. He was a tremendous college point guard. He was very good. I, the real question is, you know, how would he look in a much bigger and more physical and athletic league? But as far as can he play the game of basketball, the dude knows what he's doing. You know, yeah, he'll be back next year, and I'm sure he'll play a lot in the G League, but maybe get some spot minutes here and there. Let's hit another break. Uh, some more questions and then uh, and hit the like. headlines from around the NBA. Hit the like while the you're side. at it. Yeah, Someone, smash that like Would button. you just smash it already? It's Someone free. Said, uh, Colin Gillespie sounds like an English Premier League player. <laughs> I mean, he does. He really does. It's <laughs> a great name. Uh, he really does. We couldn't get them to do a cameo read, but I am stoked to tell you about Jive Hive, Colorado's uh, yeah. premier dispensary <laughs> on probably pissed right now. wheels. Like, We're not in the studio. I know. On wheels. Going to the dispensary is cool. You know what's cooler? Getting the weed delivered to your front door. There's a long list of reasons why that may want to be the case. And guess what? You don't have to pick one. You don't have to justify yourself to me. You just got to call Jive Hive because Jive Hive uh, is delivering to front doors in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's Jive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Like a dispensary, except you don't have to go inside. I mean, because they don't own a building, it's the whole thing's cheaper for them. So yeah, they're going to yeah. charge you less too. Yeah, don't go in the van. Don't go in the van. Any vans. <laughs> if anyone in. invites you into a van, don't go in. If, they ra if they're asking you to come inside the van, it's not Jive Hive. <laughs> it's Just not. to be very clear. They don't want you to... Uh, anonymity, security, convenience, whatever your keyword is, Jive Hive are your guys. Jive Hive, don't drive. And DraftKings is America's top-rated sportsbook. Because of all the sweet and fun games you can play and sometimes winning money, too. What a treat. What a treat. What a treat. You can bet on the NBA right now. It's an official sports betting partner uh, of DraftKings is the NBA. And new customers can uh, bet $5 right now to get $200 in bonus bets instantly if they've bet on the NBA. Uh, only using DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Again, get that sweet deal. You could build a no-sweat same-game parlay. You could 
Drop some money line bet on some March Madness underdogs. What? No scouting required. Okay. Just pick the underdog. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You're welcome. I learned that. You're from, welcome. I learned that from Susie. I details or details? Uh, definitely details. That's Def- what I thought. Who says details? Susie says details. Details. Well, yeah, she's de- from the bad coast. Yeah. Details. The least coast. I was looking to see if the Nuggets Wizards line was up yet. It's not. So I can't make a DraftKings pick of the week. Pick oh, the Nuggets man. anyway. It's because the Wizards are playing. Just oh, take the, the the Nuggets. I will money take line. the Nuggets. Nuggets money line. Nuggets yeah. are winning tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure they're winning. They're winning. Yeah. They're going to go three and two on the road trip. Finish it up strong. All right, we are back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I want to remind you guys we have a party bus coming up Saturday. Yeah, dude. Get on this, man. We need to sell some tickets, guys. Come down to the DNVR bar, have some drinks, mm-hmm. then ride to the game party it up. on the DNVR party bus with us. With us good people. Yeah, man. Um, right we, there, right home. Yeah, we couldn't get a block of tickets, so you've got to buy your own ticket, and there's a link uh, on the DNVR Nuggets Twitter where you can buy tickets. I think it's so you get a better chance of sitting together or something like that. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we still have the party bus. It's a great time. Look, if you guys in the chat have been on the party bus, you know, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I it mean, is fun. what I love about the party bus is we've got like 21 year olds and 50 year olds yep. just vibing out. Yeah, they're all singing the uh, about uh, to the window, to the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> to the. With the sweat trips off that ball arena. Nice. Thanks, bro. It's incredible. <laughs> That's coming up Saturday. Nuggets, Bucks. Let's so go together. That's real soon. Let's go yeah, watch the Nuggets well, I'll put you in a headlock. Yeah. yeah so get on this. Nugget. Check out the uh, DNVR Nuggets Twitter. It's got a link for tickets right there. Uh, Saturday's going to be a great game. So so make sure to get on that. You're going to want to be in the house for Jokic Giannis. They only play two times a year. All right. Let's get back to the mailbag here. I think we've got some questions about Michael Porter Jr. coming up. Uh, this is from... Which one are we going to here? Sure, let's go to Jordan's. I believe MPJ, he says, should average more shots per game than Jamal. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, that's tough because Jamal has the ball in his hand. So, you know, like, he, and he also is the one that runs the two-man game with Nikola Jokic. Right, but in a perfect world. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, in a perfect world, Jamal just hits shots where at the level he's able to, and it doesn't really matter who takes more shots. I think he could shoot more. More than Jamal, I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's some magic number for the balance, but I do think they have been incorporating him more and more as the season goes. <laughs> Kale like, just had a Are you mic'd up for that? I'm just curious. <laughs> never, that was like a shocking and, and never violent heard anything like just that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I genuinely forgot my point. <laughs> yeah, he should shoot more. Porter should shoot more. I don't know about more than Jamal, but I think. <laughs> And it's tough because there's a beautiful balance to what Porter's giving you as the yeah, third man. option that yes. you might lose if you ask too much of, right? Yes. Like, you don't want Porter to dribble too much. But no, you I don't do, want him to dribble at all. But really. I do think if he's open, you should give him the ball. Fair? Yeah. MPJ needs to develop an ISO game. I don't see it happening. See, yeah, that's actually what I was just talking about. I don't know if you want too much of that. I, I don't I, think he does. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's playing perfect The, the, right the now. absolute prototypical play style for Michael Porter Jr. can be seen from one Clay Thompson. He could, should go a whole game where he dribbles nine times but makes 12 threes. Yeah. 
You know, like he's just open. He's re- He's shot ready. He's able to rise to the occasion. Oh, bring one over. Bring one over. Something. What just, is this? A special, special delivery, delivery to the bar. Just Man, I haven't seen a shirt this nice since. We we actually have never seen it. Period. But we just got our order in. I know a lot of people are asking. Oh, here they are. They look crispy. I'm gonna pull that it's left here, uh, man. Not since not Will. Since Wilt, it's baby. finally here, baby. Ooh. It's finally here. Just arrived. Shipment's going out today. Mitchell's life about to be ruined. <laughs> A lot of folding in Mitch's future. About to be ruined. About to be ruined. He said shipment's going out today, and Mitch was like, Shit. Well, shipments, the process of shipping starting right now. <laughs> man, the shirts look awesome. They do. But people Very have exciting. been asking. We we have them in. Um I to go back to Porter, I feel like the best version of his game was against the Nets, man. Yeah. Listen to the shot distribution Denver had. Porter, 18 shots. Murray, 19 shots. Most of those were in the first quarter. Jokic, 12 shots. Aaron Gordon, 9 shots. KCP, 7 shots. I feel like that was a pretty good distribution, now. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really... You're looking for balance. You're looking for balance in the starting lineup. Yeah, you man. Know? They think they should maybe AG's a little bit lower and KCP even lower than that, but it, rather than more than one or the other, I just think you want to feel like they all touch the ball well, and got shots up. I mean, so much of sports is just getting somebody to look left and then you go right, and you just want to have. It might be Jamal, it might be MPJ, it might be AG. It's deadly from anywhere. Whoever you leave open, they're going to make you pay. And so if they, you know, really, it just comes down to there's not like a prototype for how many who gets the number of shots it's like who has the best shots available that's a great point they just take it like if if jamal is being doubled and covered up like uh, lo and behold like mpj is then open so he should make them make those shots and kind of you know make them pay for it it's just the more options you have the more unguardable you become yeah we talked about this in uh, a round table that we put up this morning on the dnvr but i want to get i want to get your players for tomorrow that we should get Mr. Merch. Merchel. What? what? What are they telling us about Mr. Nugget? Should be in this week. Should be in this week for Mr. Nugget? Shortly, yeah. Should be in this week. Should be in this week. You should have... Yeah, you should have... You should probably... And it sounds like you're coming on the bus. We could probably hand deliver it to you before the bus yeah, if need be. be okay, cool. Yeah. Wow, we did that live. Did it live, baby. That's how we do it. It's a, um, it's a mailbag. Well, oh yeah, we talked about this in the roundtable this morning. What's been your favorite part about Michael Porter's season? Because, I mean, there's been so many things, and I feel like his ascension is one of the coolest stories of of this regular season. Is there any part that that stands above the rest? This is time for a vote love sonnet, please. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite part um, is the pressure it's all come under. And I think... Last year, starting last season, Porter was tabbed as one of the swing factor players of the league, right? If Denver's going to go on a title run, they need him to be good. That's been the case for two years. Then what happened last year? He goes down, misses most of it. So the pressure coming into this season was pretty high. Then the team labels it a a title or bust season. Then the team gets off to a slowish start, Mm -hmm. and then he hurts his heel. So he comes back, and there's not a lot of runway. They need him to be good. They need him to be good right away. And they need him to be good in the ways that they've asked him to be. And he did not waste any time. And to to the point where he's peaking now at a point in the season when a lot of guys are struggling. 
Yeah, when the it co- does feel like he's peaking right now. When the coach is saying things like, we're going to learn a lot about guys in the locker room. Well, what we're learning about Porter is that he's a gamer. So there's a lot to love about it. But for me, it's that it all came in the pressure cooker. And for the most part, he's passed all these tests. Yeah, for me, it's just the uh, maturity. Mm. He's just figured out, you know, where he is most effective and he's not been a distraction in any way. He's found a way to be very seamlessly integrated into the Jamal and Jokic uh, heavy offense that has been so deadly and so reliable for the Nuggets over so many years. But he's found a way. It was just like, you know, this. He's, his name came up a lot when we were talking about the bone situation because Michael Porter Jr. had like some, some like real petulant sort of attitude and behavior early on in his career and it wasn't you know and that would always be then followed up by him being out for some stretch uh, and being like pretty unreliable just like this idea of a great player but like and you would see it in little spurts but Michael Porter Jr. has figured out how to play in this specific offense in such a way that is like so uh it just dovetails in so nicely. And I just love to see the way that he is conducting himself. He's been, he's like turned himself into such a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's amazing. And it's, you know, you just kind of hope you see this from so many players, like them being able to get past the idea of being the big guy on the team, which he obviously has been his entire life. Yeah. And finding that perfect balance of how he can fit in and how he can be deadly and you just watch his confidence now growing um so i mean i just love that i just love watching him turn into a a, a much more complete basketball player yeah i mean that final note he's a complete player now yeah you know he can kill you from three he's got the mid-range he gets to the hoop now like his offensive game is just complete and we we spend so little time talking about Michael Porter's defense on postgame shows this season because we just don't even notice like him getting targeted or, you know, trying to get exposed because right. teams aren't going at him as much because he's a better defender. We don't even talk about it, really. In fact, some of these nights over this last month, the guys that no one on the roster has been able to stop, like a Fred Van Vliet. Porter's had as much success as anyone, right, mm-hmm. when yeah. they did try it. So I don't think he's going to make any all-defense all teams or anything, but it's that is a huge, huge storyline to this season. And then Jamal helped me figure out the framing of this. He's been so good on the catch because him spacing the floor is ludicrous. You're trying to figure out what Jamal and Jokic are doing, and the guy on the other end of the floor is Porter. <laughs> Right, And so if his decision-making off the catch is solid, he's either hitting that shot because you collapse too hard. If you didn't collapse hard enough or untimely, Jokic is scoring. Mm-hmm. And if you somehow scramble out there like a madman, these days he's blowing right past your, your closeout and he's scoring at the rim. It's not perfect, but it's pretty close to unguardable right now. He's been yeah. so good. And just yeah. like one other point, like there were a couple games in this last week plus where he got benched for some period of time. And it didn't matter yeah it's just he, didn't, a he didn't like he didn't pout about it it wasn't yeah. like he was like all right like he was grumpy about it but it's like it didn't affect the next game or it, it was it wasn't a storyline so I, I i love that i love that too we did get a couple more questions right after that about just porter's minutes like how many minutes do we think he's gonna play 
in the playoffs. <laughs> Apparently, Rob Sheldon thinks it's a bad take to say he was petulant. He was. He would. He would pout. He would. Petulant means like acting like a child in in some ways. Like he, he's just grown. Like he called out. Uh, the offense. It doesn't matter if he was right. That's not how you handle things like yeah. that. You don't call, especially out. when you're yeah. like a rookie. <laughs> it, it, when you're, of course, like that's not playing like a professional. That's playing like a like a child. So you also that, heard a lot of things about him coming out of the draft in the Mizzou days. But I think to the ultimate point you you were making about him, that stuff has not factored in his career at all. In these, you know, as it's matured, as he's matured. Yeah, he's averaging 29 minutes per game this season. That's definitely got to go up in the playoffs. Like for sure. For as well as he's played and how well-rounded and complete his game has become, I still feel like there's more you can tap into with Michael Porter, and that's why the playoffs are going to be so fascinating for him because like what can he do, you know, with more minutes? Where's his efficiency going to go? Like can he be relied upon? I never get the feeling like Michael Porter is tired. <laughs> I feel like he never gets tired during games. I just don't feel like he expends a ton of energy just w- with what his play style is. Yeah. So I feel like there's definitely more minutes you can tap into. <laughs> yeah, he never plays over 30 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he gets tired. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big, I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm hoping to change in the playoffs. And it's not so much like, you know, about the staggering is it just play all these guys more and Porter can just stay on the floor for longer. Um, I think in he might, I really like the idea of him being a bigger part of the third quarters when so often they kind of get away from that good process anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He is just at water for offense sometimes. And so when things break down, like I, I wish they would ride that hand a little more, play him a little longer in the third. But yeah, I do think he has to play more in the playoffs. For sure. Yeah. I do think a lot of it has been Michael Mullen and the Nuggets just preserving him. Yes, yeah. I couldn't agree totally. more. Totally. But you can also look at that and say, well, Jamal Murray's playing like 40 minutes. That's the strange part about it. On some nights. That's the strange part. So I don't think it totally applies there. But with Porter, I think they have been extra careful. And it's worked. I was going to say, maybe it's paid off, right? Because he looks more athletic and healthier every day. Like you said, he's kind of peaking right now. Right. So, right. Yeah. Let's go to this question about Aaron Gordon. Um, This is from Phil. Why is AG such a bad second free throw shooter? Most guys who are around 50 to 60% miss the first, make the second. No. I'd be willing to bet AG's percentage is better on the first than on the second. <laughs> I I just want to talk about like the Nuggets free throw shooting here because I really don't want us to have to talk about this in the playoffs. But like the Nuggets are a bottom six free throw shooting team on the season. Yeah. They're not a great free throw shooting team. They're at 75% on the season as a team. I just hope it's not an issue in the playoffs. I think the good news is that your best players, your big three are great free throw shooters, like elite free throw shooters. KCP also an elite free throw shooter. Aaron Gordon is really the one guy who gets a ton of minutes who you feel shaky with at the line. And he is their most at the rim finisher, minus Jokic, who doesn't get those calls anyway. He's going to be the, he is going to have to take some clutch free throws. Oh yeah, so I that is people have been asking about it all season. It has been the sneaky little elephant in the room. I think sneaky little sneaky elephant. little elephant, <laughs> as they tend to be sneaky and little. <laughs> I think when framed it the right way, though. Yeah. Gosh, I hope we, we don't talk about this at all. I know. Practice them before you go to bed every night. The thing is, he you live does. in a basketball he does court. Live in a basketball. He, lives he does. In or, does he live in or on? 
He lives in a basketball facility. Facility, yeah, yeah. In a facility. Next to a court. He lives next to a basketball court. AG, no sleep until we hit 80 free throws <laughs> every night. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything <laughs> else here, Kale? Do we have any, any other burning questions you feel like we should get to here? Or is that it? That's about it. Okay. Um, I did want to hit a couple headlines from around the association oh, let's before go. we got out of here on this Tuesday. Again, thank you guys for the questions. Great questions. Really appreciate it. Great show today. We had oh my God, freaking the... Bacchus on the show. All-star lineup. All-star lineup. Yeah. Um, All, uh, Bacchus, again, who is decidedly not MPJ, but is... No, he's not Jamal. But uh, just in Latin, never MPJ. Okay, yeah. MPJ is never Bacchus. Yes. Sometimes Shanker, but turns out Shanker is Jokic. By the way, the more I learn about Shanker, the more curious I am. Is that a name or a nickname, and where did he get it? Is He's just like a terrible uh, soccer player. Oh, I was thinking um, like prison shanks because oh, he's like a big six like four guy. Sports reference. Yeah, but there was I, a, I just pulled out a little note from the couch. I thought maybe another uh, host left a note for us, but it's just a it's a Wi-Fi password. No, oh, oh, I could actually use that. <laughs> Guys, did you see this headline about uh, Jalen Brown today? Yeah, on, I did. I noticed that wind. Yeah, I caught. I that put one. this in the rundown for uh, Brendan Vote to comment on, but. Doesn't sound like Jalen Brown's future in Boston is uh, secure. Uh oh. Let's let's talk. Let's let's do Stephen A.'s most pressure to win a title list because the Boston Celtics are very high on that list, fellas. Uh-oh. First of all, you have to factor in the part where Jason Tatum very clearly just wants to be a Laker more than anything in the world. Probably the only Celtics player to wear a Lakers armband while playing. <laughs> yes, it was for Kobe, but he did do that. Um, so there's that element of it, right? And remember, this was supposed to be an Iron Curtain reign of them going back to Ainge. First time he stuffed the coffers. How many titles will the Celtics win? So far, it's zero. I am curious if it stays zero. Uh, Jalen Brown, not really sure what the energy is in Boston in terms of do they want him around? Does JT want him around? And for how long? I don't know, man. If I'm Jalen Brown, Jalen, just consider this. He's watching. Just tell, speak to him directly. Consider this. There are contenders that love ball movement there are <laughs> contenders that love the right play what there are contenders that have built their identity around clutch time execution are you lobbying for a lineup of brown brown and brown i'm just oh my, I'm, can't can't that. I'm just planting a seed because brown town population three. <laughs> the current situation sounds tough man the current so we could we could have a lineup with green brown brown Jeez. brown and white <laughs> i love it oh man <laughs> What if I that just, was the bench? I'm not even thinking Holy about the Nuggets. Smokes, I'm not dude. thinking about. I'm looking out for Jalen Brown, and I just think wow. he should. I think Jalen should look out for himself and start just start thinking about the future. Jalen, I know you're in the comments. Just let us know what you think about that. This was in an article on the Ringer, and he was asked um, if he wants to stay in Boston long term, and he said, "quote I don't know as long as I'm needed." Okay. He, I also saw that he had to get on a call with Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum around the time of the KD trade talks because uh, he knew that JT and KD were close. He just wasn't sure. He just wanted to check, make sure the energy was where he thought it was. Yeah. All I'm saying, I mean, I don't know. That sounds like a tough situation to work in. 
I just wanted to let vote ISO. There. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. that. Clearly, that was that was some uh, poor Jalen. I gotta let him ISO like that once a week. Like, he, yeah, he, he has needs to. that once a week. He either does it here for you guys or in our Slack channel, but or usually his girlfriend. Usually both. Usually both. <laughs> I think it's better to do it here. Um, in other news, Shams Charania said today that. Carl Towns and Anthony Edwards might be back as soon as tomorrow. What? The Timberwolves are getting reinforcements, guys. Oh, man. And I just wanted to bring this up to say, what a shitty season Minnesota has had, man. Like, that is an absolute lost season. And you know who they're better than? You know who they're better than? The Lakers. Yeah, (laughs) they've had a season season from hell, and they're still better than What if they win their play-in games? That'd be crazy, man. They've had a really, really rough go. But, Towns has been out for like four months. He's been out forever. They so don't even really know if that Rudy Gobert and Towns pairing can be good. That's the thing. I feel they, like it probably isn't, but they don't really know. That's the thing, man. They never even logged data on that. They ironically needed Rudy the whole time because they were down a big. But then the bigger question of can those two bigs play together? Who knows? Unanswered. We'll, we'll find out in the play-in games. Yeah. <laughs> so I just rough. thought that was interesting. Maybe you know Minnesota can make a little bit of a run here. And then the final piece of news that I saw this morning, Dylan Brooks is in the news. No way. Dylan Brooks is in the news. He got another technical foul. He is suspended again. Um, And then he was asked about it. He's gotten fined $248,000 this season. I feel like you got to try to do that. You have to make an active effort. a crazy amount. Dylan Brooks says... About the, it's just paper, he says. You know what the worst part is that it's not even paper. It's just numbers on a screen. Well, when was the last time you had? Uh, let me see, two hundred and four. You think he carries around two hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars in paper <laughs> in his wallet? Probably not. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he just keeps paying in cash. They're like, dude, stop doing that. We're just gonna take it out. I of would your do check. that. Would yeah. you do? I would do. That. I would pay. I would pay my fine in pennies every one, time. One of his. Um, I think someone's done that. I, I have to double check that yeah. in some sport. One. Um, whatever. I don't care. I forgot. Are you guys wow. over Dylan Brooks or do you like Dylan Brooks? Oh no, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't like Dylan Brooks. He pushed the cameraman. That was so lame. That was a bitch move. Uh, that was just too much, dude. But Dylan I, Brooks, I do think Dylan Brooks is kind of good for the league. Yeah, Dylan yeah. Brooks. He's good for the league's pocketbooks. Dylan Brooks, Rob is Giving quite petulant. That's Charity. a petulant. That's player. a petulant figure. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty funny though, man. I well, he's like funny him. because he's I like such like a the role he plays. But he's like such a cartoon character, and he's yeah. also like such a fake tough guy. Yeah, but the the best yeah. part about him is that. Like, do we Dr- really have any real tough guys, though? Draymond. Yes, like Steven Adams, real tough guy. Okay, we have like Dylan three. Brooks. There are lots of real tough guys, yeah, but the, the tough guys are like are quiet. It's like yeah, it's like uh, um, oh the the center on the box. What is his name? Uh, that's the brother, uh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, tough guy. There's a lot of tough guys that just like don't make a lot of noise, but like the yeah, smaller guys point. are all are very loud. That's a good point. All right. Just wanted to hit that. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Think oh, that. Oh, we do uh, have super chats. Super chats on this fine Tuesday. Oh, the real ones. The real, the real ones. ones chiming in. This is Nico. Does it feel like we have gone away from the two man game or even just giving Jokic the ball in general? Is it us? Is it the opposition's defense? It's a good question. 
I think they've gone away from it a little bit. They have down the stretch. Yeah. They absolutely have. I feel like they have. I mean, Jokic is still getting the ball a ton. I don't think that's gone away. I just think the two-man game is I agree with that. not as prevalent as it's been. The two-man game is always pulled out when the times are darkest and they just like need to start operating. And I feel like they're... I mean, it, this could hint back to that, are they being vanilla? Like, mm. maybe they don't want to give teams any more data on how that two-man game operates. But, I mean, it, or, I don't know, maybe Jamal just isn't up to it. I, I have no idea. It, it does feel that way, though. I think in the playoffs, you'll see it res- yeah. resurge. But there has been a little bit of the prevent defense, you know, just ball denial defense, swarm when he catches the nets when they went small and Claxton was out. Oh, I think teams are defending Jokic now better than they ever have. I agree with that. I think the game plan that's been developed against him is the best defensive game plan right. that's been that we've seen. Right, which is which is to say like it's all of these one off <laughs> yeah. uh games that then if you were to face that same defensive lineup in a series, Jokic would just find ways to eviscerate it. Right. Probably you would think. Probably. Yeah. One more super chat here. Earlier in the season, I uh, believe there was a AG KCP stagger that seemed to work defensively. What's your guys' thoughts on pulling Jamal Murray from the second unit, rolling with Bruce, AG, KCP, CB, Jeff slash Flotko, Zeke? Dude, a lot of, a lot of Bruce Brown erasure in these. Uh... I know. The chat not loving Bruce. Bruce Brown. is in that one though. Bruce is in that one. So Where? I, I mean, I oh, agree. They, he's um, the first name. Yeah, first name. Yep. That's not erasure. That's uh, f- he's focusing. Featured. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Featured heavily. <laughs> uh, they have gone to that AG KCP stagger a couple times. They've gone to it out of like injury and foul right, trouble. Right. It's always worked. I love it. I think it does work. That's a playoff move for sure. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like so hard to even speculate about this stuff, this stuff. Like, I don't know what these decisions are. I don't know, like what. I gotta always feel like there's like a larger, you know, like exploration in play. But I literally half the time I'm like, what? <laughs> I know you're you're over rotation talk. I, I can. I, can I really am it. because I don't think it's it. I don't. I think we're at a point where it's ultimately not going to be something that is. Uh were even shown or given in the playoffs. And also like we give it way more energy than like it's actually going to result in. Yeah, yeah. Like the results, they don't come close to the, the amount we've talked about it. Like it just, yeah. There is a little bit of like an in hindsight thing. I might've liked to see that look throughout the season more, but even then the, if you're trying to keep Jamal and AG and guys fresh for the playoff, well, I guess they didn't do it with Jamal. If you're trying to keep guys fresh for the playoffs, it's tough to drop the rotation that small. But I like that look because it has an identity. They can defend. Yeah. They can get stops and they can run. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in, guys. That's all the time we got for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Nuggets, they have another game. Let's Two go, dude. Off, Are they still playing? We're back in oh, yeah. action tomorrow against the Wizards. And they can't hurt us. When there's two days off, like I just, my, I, I see you trying to give a, an impassioned point based end. Uh, when there's two days off, I don't know what to do with myself. I forget who I am. I lose my passion. I lose my focus. You answer mailbag questions. I answer mailbag. Uh, take us out there. We'll talk to you guys. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Forget how it ends.